So welcome, guys, to another episode of Wanderlust Wednesday. I'm so glad to have you guys back if, if this is your first time tuning in. Wanderlust Wednesday is a bi-weekly interview series in which I speak with travelers, um, individuals in the travel industry, and they share a little about their experiences living, working, traveling abroad, and offer some tips for how you can get over your fears and do the same thing, too. Today, I have an amazing guest um, from the UK. Her name is Abby Robertson. And Abby has spent the last 11 years working in the luxury travel industry, where she's enjoyed creating many villa holidays to Barbados and lots of other fabulous destinations around the world. Seven of those years, she actually spent in Barbados, where she fell in love with the island, its natural charm, and vibrant culture. She loves helping match people with their own ideal of the perfect holiday so that they can create long-lasting memories. And I'm so excited to have her here today. Um, welcome to Wanderlust Wednesday, Abby. Thank you very much, April. It's great to be here. Awesome. So let's go ahead and dig right in. Um, although you spent a lot of time in Barbados, you're actually originally from the UK. So what actually led you to this opportunity in Barbados and how was that? Um, how did you make the decision to go? Okay, well, um, I was actually working um, as a villa specialist for a luxury tour operator in the UK at the time. Um, okay. And one of my managers there um, left to work for a different company um, who had recently opened up an office in Barbados. Um, so they were looking for, a, obviously, a villa specialist to go over and work there and approach me to see if I would be interested. Um, you know, although it was a scary decision to make because I would be moving so far away from home I'd never sort of spent a great deal of time I didn't really know the island very well and I didn't know anybody there um so it was quite scary but it for me it was pretty easy decision to make because I mean it was such a fantastic opportunity and you know when something like that comes up I you know I didn't have um any sort of commitments or responsibilities that were holding me back so I just sort of decided to go for it yeah, you touched on a lot of great points. It really does pay off to just be open to opportunities, to possibilities, and the less attachment you have to things and other responsibilities, the easier it is to make that decision. So it's awesome that you were able to do that. Mm -hmm. It was great, yeah. So I guess to take a step back a little bit, um, many people are looking for career opportunities in the travel industry. They're trying to find jobs that allow them to travel or help facilitate, you know, more travel, whether it be through discounts or the locations that they're working in. Mm -hmm. So how did you end up in the travel industry as a villa specialist? And what are some of the skill sets or experiences that um, make an individual, you know, best suited for this type of role? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, in all honesty, I actually sort of, um, sort of fell into the travel industry. It wasn't something that I particularly sought out. I mean, I always, um, that had a passion for travel and I enjoyed traveling, but it wasn't really something that I considered as a career. Um, okay. But I sort of, as I say, you know, by chance got this job. Um, and then once I started doing it, I was, I was kind of hooked, to be honest. Um, but if somebody is out there who is very interested in, in working in this industry, um, especially sort of specializing in villas, I would, you know, say firstly to them to sort of decide um, what kind of villa specialist they they want to be, um, you know, what kind of market would interest them on, on the spectrum of sort of between budget and luxury vacations, 
Mm -hmm. um, also, would they want to specialize in sort of one or two destinations or would they be confident in selling um, multiple or worldwide destinations? Um, and then once they can kind of figure out where they want to be and where they want to fit in, um, I think it's just a case of, you know, getting online, doing a lot of research, um, find companies that um, sort of have a villa portfolio um, or offer a villa program that, you know, that specialise in the villa vacations. Um, so that's sort of in terms of doing that. But with regards to sort of um, skills and experiences, I think, I personally think the most important thing that you really need is just a passion, a passion for travel. Um, mm -hmm. When you're excited and enthusiastic about something, you know, it comes across and, you know, it's much easier to sell and recommend something when you believe in it. So I think that's the main thing. And the, also, the more you've traveled yourself personally to, the better, because, and, you know, especially if it's to the destinations that you're, you're going to be selling, because um, nothing's more valuable than sort of a personal recommendation. Exactly. Um, you trust with your customers. Um, um, some companies, sort of, especially in the luxury market, they will sort of send their special, special um, their specialists on trips. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, the more experience, personal experience you have, the better. Um, and I really think it's important to have um, great customer service skills in this industry um, because most of us, you know, we work really hard all year round. We look forward to our holidays and our vacations, and I think it's really important that sort of every aspect of the process is as stress-free um, free as possible for them so which to me that means you know providing a friendly professional a personal service um so i think you know to have good people skills and be able to you know provide that is, is key yeah i would definitely definitely agree with those um points passion will carry you so very far in almost anything that you want to do mm -hmm. and um when, when it comes to travel i mean i I really appreciate those specialists that have that insight into that destination and they're not just trying to, you know, make a sale. So great points. And I hope um, the listeners are taking that into consideration if they're looking for a career in this space. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess we'll fast forward a little bit to you actually taking the job in Barbados and, and arriving and you said you didn't know anybody you hadn't really, you know, gotten acclimated to the island before. So what were some of the biggest challenges or hardest things to adjust to or, or culture shock that you experienced? And how did you get over those um, those challenges? Mm -hmm. no, that's a great question. Um, I think, as you say, the biggest challenge for me was not knowing anybody um, mm -hmm. and obviously trying to make new friendships. Um, the office that I, I went to work in, it was very small, so there was only sort of a couple of other people in there. So I wasn't instantly in sort of introduced to a lot of other people either. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also naturally quite a shy person, so it was definitely out of my comfort zone to sort of, you know, strike up conversations and um, sort of meet new people that way. And I think also it can be harder when you're a single woman, you know, rather, you know, it's not like a sometimes the guys find it easier to go and hang out in a bar or, you know, do things by themselves, where I think it's harder to do that if you're a woman. Mm -hmm. um, and with uh, with me, after about seven months of being there, I actually did resign from my job because um, although I love the island and I love my job, I just felt lonely. I'd, I'd met quite a few people, but I'm not really connected with anyone. Uh -huh. um, so, and because I had such amazing friendship groups at home, I was finding it really difficult. Um, However, luckily, during my notice period, I actually um, did meet someone who I sort of clicked with. 
um, and things started to change I began sort of going out more doing more things and started to enjoy myself more there and um, luckily for me I was able to sort of reverse the resignation process and stay and you know I ended up staying there for seven years so it was it was definitely a, a good decision and I now have a, you know wonderful friendships on the island um, so I think you know I would say to people you know if that is a worry or if that is an issue um, you know looking back for me I would have probably tried a bit harder um, you know push myself out of my comfort zone a bit more maybe join some groups um, you know took up some hobbies where I could meet people but don't looking back I probably didn't do enough of that and I think that would have helped I mean it worked out for me okay in the end but mm -hmm. it might have been easier had I done it that way um, the other challenges um, I think was just basically you know adjusting to a different culture um, Barbados is often called Little England so there were a lot of familiar sort of things and customs and you know that reminded me of home and also there's you know quite a bit of a sort of North American influence as well and because I spent a bit of time in the States too it wasn't totally alien to me being in Barbados but you know there are certain things um, you know that were very different especially sort of the pace of life there it's a lot slower than sort of the UK and it was you know quite frustrating sometimes getting things done um, so I did love the whole laid-back vibe of the island living but you know as I say it can be pretty frustrating when you're trying to work and sort of yeah. run a business there but overall you know it was it was great yeah, so you touched upon some challenges that are quite common for people moving abroad as well as people that are just traveling. Um, so I definitely agree, you know, finding ways to connect with people any possible way um, can really make a huge difference in your trip or your um, experience abroad. And, you know, living in Jamaica part time, I can totally attest to the challenges of, of island living and how it compares to trying to get work done and you know, finding that balance. But and over time, if you want to make it work, you find the way and it gets done. Exactly. So um, we'll talk a little more about life in Barbados. I know where the island's located. I've met, you know, people from there, but I really don't know much about Barbados outside of rum and Rihanna is from there and then there's crap over. So yeah. what are the biggest misconceptions you'd like to dispel about Barbados I guess and island life in general <laughs> right okay um I would say one thing especially for the people who are looking um maybe just to go for a vacation um I would there's a lot of people think um obviously that the, the summer season which is referred to as the rainy season is not a good time to go whereas I would say I would never sort of say one particular time. I would sell it as a year-round destination. Um, you know, it's, the temperature really only varies by a few degrees the whole year round. And, you know, mm -hmm. the average temperature is sort of 85 degrees. Um, you know, it's definitely more humid in the summer season. But, you know, as a tourist, it's not something that you notice particularly. Um, and although there is more rainfall during that time, um, but, you know, it's a tropical island, so the rain falls regularly all sort of year round. Um, and I know people have been there in the height of the sort of winter season, um, the high season, and got a week of rain. And people have been in the summer season and had pure blue skies. So, um, you know, people who think, oh, I can't go there during the summer season, um, I would sort of dispel that um, as not true. I'd say, you know, certain times, there are a couple of months like September, 
um, and June, for example, where the island is a lot quieter and some of the hotels and restaurants do um, close for like refurbishments and things because it is quiet. Um, but again, you know, I would never sort of discourage anyone from going at any particular time. Um, in terms of actually living in Barbados, I don't know if there are any sort of misconceptions necessarily of what it's like to live there. You know, I believe that sort of every destination has its pros and cons. And, you know, I personally love living there, but I don't think the island life is for everyone. And I think, you know, we've kind of touched on it before, but I would say that, um, you know, Barbados does have a great infrastructure compared to some of the other Caribbean islands, which does make it easier to live there. But, you know, the things we were talking about before, like the slow pace of the island, you know, when you need to get things done, um, there's sort of, you know, the little things that you don't experience in a country like um, the US or the UK, you know, you have regular sort of power outages, you know, water mm -hmm. might be off for a little while, you know, those sort of things. Um, so I think it's just a case of knowing what you want um, and whether or, whether it's um, if you're moving there or thinking of living there or just going on a uh, vacation there. It's just knowing um, whether that type of what you like and whether that can match what you like you know because some people will absolutely love it and some people not so keen like if you love a fast pace you know something going on 24 7 like a city kind of lifestyle then island life is definitely not going to suit you so i think it's just a case of knowing what you want mm -hmm. um and kind of matching it to, to where you want to be yeah that's one of the number one things that i, I preach to my readers and people in my, my course is getting really clear on what you want personally, what really drives you, what motivates you is, is the first step. And once you do that, you can match destinations or experiences to that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's very important. So for those that are just looking to go on vacation, what would you say are the top three to five must-see, do, eat, or things to experience in Barbados? Okay, cool. Um, so first of all, I would say make sure you definitely do some sort of island tour, um, whether you choose to sort of hire your own car and explore yourself, um, which can be very interesting because they're not known for their sort of great street signs but it's always quite fun getting lost you know you never you never lost for too long but um or there's a lot of companies um there that do sort of private tours or shared tours or sort of island safaris um but i think that it's a must do because for an island that's sort of so small um each coast is so different and a lot of the tourist accommodation will be on the west and the south coast of the island um so it's great if you can sort of get out and experience and explore the diversity of the whole island. Um, you know, for example, the West Coast has sort of the calm waters of the Caribbean Sea, you know, it's a perfect place to sort of swim in, snorkeling. Um, there's a lot of sort of luxury hotels, um, restaurants, villas, those kind of things on that coast. Um, the South Coast is where the Caribbean Sea starts to meet the Atlantic Ocean, so it's a bit choppier, great for sort of bodyboarding, those kind of things. Again, it's quite um, built up with the um, uh, hotels, restaurants, those kind of things. Um, but then once you get over to the East Coast, it's like a whole different place because it's the Atlantic Ocean, it's rugged, beautiful, stunning scenery. Um, again, the same with the North Coast. Um, uh, East Coast, great for surfing. There's like a totally, it's like two different islands. So I definitely recommend if you're there staying on the West Coast or South Coast, just to get out, even if it's just for a day, go and see some of the islands because it's very different. 
Um, the other thing I would say to do is to go and see a place called Harrison's Cave. Um, it's one of the most popular attractions in Barbados. Okay. Um, it's a natural cave and it has sort of beautiful stalactites and stalagmites, lots of like crystal, crystal clear waterfalls. Um, and you take a tour on an electrical tram. Um, mm -hmm. lasts about an hour, but you obviously there's a guide there telling you about all the information, but it's, it's a really sort of special thing to see. Um, another thing I definitely recommend doing is a catamaran cruise. Um, it's a really great way to experience the island from an, another perspective um, from the water. Um, again, there are a number of companies who offer a variety of different sort of cruises. You can do private charters, you can do day cruises, sunset cruises. Um, a popular choice there is actually like they do a five hour lunch cruise and you get to stop sort of several times along the way, to, like swim, snorkel. Um, they have like sunken wrecks that you can snorkel with and you can go swimming with the turtles and everything like that. So um, that's always a really fun thing to do. So I definitely recommend that. Um, uh, for people who are interested in sort of um, historical tours, um, there's a great place called St Nicholas Abbey, which is a beautiful plantation house. Um, it was built in 1660, so it's got a lot of history um, behind it. Um, they offer sort of great um, tours of the great house, um, lots of interest in antiques and artifacts from the plantation's history. Um, they have uh, things like slave records and ledgers, so it's, it's quite interesting to go and have a look at. Um, they also have a rum distillery there where they produce their own rum. Um, mm -hmm. You can do some um, taste testing. You can, you know, purchase it to take home. They they will engrave the bottles for you and things like that. So it's it's really pretty cool. That I would definitely recommend that. Um, finally, I think I'll uh, tell you about a restaurant which is called the Cliff. Um, this is a uh, probably one of the the best restaurants in, well, I would say the best restaurant in Barbados, and it's very famous, and some people may have already heard of it. Um, it's got a stunning sort of oceanfront setting on the west coast of the island. The service is impeccable, and the food is just amazing. Um, I think it would be, it's hard to sort of match that dining experience anywhere. Um, it's definitely not cheap. It's definitely not a budget restaurant. You'd probably be looking at least $300 per person to, to sort of for a night out there that's minimum um but you know if you can do it you definitely won't be disappointed so that would be my sort of restaurant recommendation well it sounds awesome um definitely pushed barbados up a little bit on my list with some of these things to do and experience <laughs> that's good to hear yep so okay we've talked about um, some of the things to do and see and experience because you are the villa specialist. Can you mm -hmm. tell us a little about villa vacations in Barbados and in your point of view why the villa experience is such a great option? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, for me, I think villa vacations provide um, flexibility and privacy. And in most cases, they're incredible value for money. Um, I think people can be put off when they see villa prices because if you're just looking at the cost for the whole villa, it can look quite high on paper. Mm -hmm. um, but when you break that down into a per person rate, they often work out cheaper than most hotel rooms. So, you know, villas are ideal for families who are traveling together. It's like a home away from home. You have all the facilities there to do what you want, when you want. Um, and if you have young children, you don't have to worry about 
sort of them disturbing other guests. You can just relax and enjoy yourself, which is obviously what vacations are all about. I will say too that you don't have to be traveling in a large group to enjoy a villa vacation. Um, Barbados in particular has a great selection of smaller villas and apartments, which are perfect for couples or smaller groups and families. And I think some people think that in a villa, you're sort of stuck there to fend for yourself. You have no services. You have to, you know, you'd have to cook, clean, do all that kind of work. But, you know, that's definitely not the case. And many villas have a full array of staff. You can have butlers, cooks, housekeepers. So you really don't have to worry about anything while you're there. It's, it's really like having your own sort of mini private hotel. So it's a great experience. And a lot of companies like myself um, also offer sort of a free concierge service. So you can pre-book all sorts of activities and services such as your car hire, things like golf, spa treatments, restaurants. Um, and for people who do want the best of both worlds, they can try something like a villa resort. Um, okay. So you have the privacy of a villa, but you also have all the services of a hotel. So maybe for some people who've never tried a villa, that's a good option to start with because you can sort of experience it but still have the comforts of a hotel as well. Now, these are great. I, I love villa vacations, and I try to um, make most of my stays, especially in the Caribbean, at villas. But I wasn't really aware of um, villa resort options, so that's something I would have to keep an eye out on and make sure to do a little more research about. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah, they're worth it, worth it. I think, you know, like I said, for people who who are, who are just kind of exploring the options, that they are a great way to start. Perfect. So you're in the villa industry. Um, can you tell us a little more about Villa Bliss, how people can find you and book and any promotions or specials that you may have going on right now? Sure, definitely. Um, so I have my own website, which is www.villabliss.co.uk. Um, I'm always adding properties to the site. Um, so if people go on there and, you know, sort of don't see anything they're looking for, um, you know, drop me a line because I also think that villas are very personal and individual. Um, so if anyone is thinking of a villa vacation, I'd, I'd recommend them to contact me. Um, there's a contact form on the website or they can email me at abby at villabliss.co.uk um, and I'd be happy to sort of put together some recommendations based on their personal requirements because as I said, I think they're very individual um, and if you have sort of needs, I'd, I'd like matching people to, to what they want. So it, that's that I think that's a good way to do it. Um, we do have some spring and summer promotions going on at the moment, um, where a selection of villas are offering uh, a free night in every seven nights that are booked. Um, so if anyone wants any more information about that, again, they can contact me uh, via the website or email. Perfect. So if you guys have been persuaded to put Barbados on your list for 2015 or beyond, please do check out Villa Bliss and reach out to Abby for all of your Villa vacation needs. So before we wrap up, I just have one last question for you. Um, there are a lot of people out there that are very hesitant to travel and move abroad or think they just can't do it for whatever reason. Um, I know you've offered a lot of great tips throughout this, this call, but I guess what's one final piece of advice you'd like to offer someone that's a little hesitant, not sure, um, but want, they want to travel more? Great. I would say just go for it. I mean, obviously, you have to weigh up certain things when you're deciding to make any big decision in your life like that. But 
I think if you overthink anything, you're probably going to talk yourself out of it and um, for the wrong reason. So I think you should, if you decide what you want, you do the research and it feels right for you, then just do it. I mean, you will have doubts, you're going to have fears, and that's very normal and very understandable. But I believe the best things in our lives happen when we push through those fears and we go out of our comfort zones and we experience new things. I think we grow as people and it just makes our lives um, richer and fuller. And I'm definitely a different person from my travel experiences. Um, not all of my experiences were good. And, you know, I went through many ups and downs during my seven years in Barbados, but each one of them taught me something. And I'm, I'm proud of what I've accomplished and who, I'm, who I've become because of it. So, you know, traveling or moving abroad isn't for everyone. But if you feel it, it's calling you and if you feel passionately about it, I think you should definitely do it because the chances are it is for you if, it, if it's speaking to you, if it's calling you. So, so just go for it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Just do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Abby, for joining us for Wanderlust Wednesday. We really appreciate all of, appreciate all of your insight and advice, and um, look forward to hopefully making it to Barbados very soon and, and booking a villa from Villa Bliss. That's great. Thank you so much, April. It's been brilliant. You're welcome. All right. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.